It's difficult to decipher what would be the right mood for tonight. I've thought about it long and hard. Uh, What tone of celebration do you strike? I first heard that they wanted uh, me to speak at this event while I was sitting uh, on the 18th hole in South Africa in this uh, resort that the Smiths and Carla and I were studying at that point. I mean, what tone of celebration do we strike? I mean, maybe it's relief. (laughs) I mean, after all, since the purchase of the property almost 10 years ago, we've talked about being over here. Students were growing tired of the promises. Staff and faculty were simply disbelieving that the possibility would actually happen. Visitors would come and say, I hated this one. Haven't you moved yet? But finally, we're here. What a relief. I'm sure we have money to raise to complete the project, but finally, no more promises unfulfilled. Or maybe it's accomplishment. Ha! Look what we've done. Nobody thought it was possible. There were a few times where I didn't think it was possible. But a private university, a graduate theological school, purchasing this beautiful mother house of the Sisters of St. Joseph with this magnificent chapel and 56 acres of Greenland on Bayview Avenue where 72,000 cars go by every day right in the center of the GTA. We weaved our way through maze of city permits and variances and roadblocks and surprises. We transformed a convent that for years housed and nurtured the Sisters of St. Joseph into a modern institution of Christian higher education. We baselined the mechanical and the electrical, the Wi-Fi, the plumbing for the next chapter. And all we've done, we've done it without any government capital funding and resources. I want to go nah, nah, nah. (laughs) Through the generosity of donors, we have raised almost $50 million toward the purchase of the property and renovation. And by the time the impact for engagement capital campaign is done, it will be $70 million and we still have money to raise and capture the imagination of investors, but look at us. We did it. Maybe it should be a sense of pride. I mean, this is one of the most beautiful, beautiful sacred spaces in this city. We're thankful that the Sisters of St. Joseph had a theology of architecture, a theology of place, and they built this magnificent chapel in this mother house that we now call Tyndale University College and Tyndale Seminary. This beautiful green space that stretches to the tributary of the Don River, where salmon run in the stream in September and deer can interrupt our frisbee disc golf games down in the valley. We didn't build it, and neither did we locate its beauty. The sisters did that, but we did add to it. 
through the renovations, without taking any of its beauty away, we have modernized and enhanced a beauty that was already here. It might be understandable if any of these moods were part of our salvation, or our celebration, to the, maybe salvation is the word. But if you have journeyed with us over these last years, if you know the 121 years of, of, of history, which has had five different names, or six different names, five different geographical locations, this university, this seminary, which has shaped over 12,000 alumni who are working in over 50 countries, this university that has produced in its short 12 years history graduate students studying in various prestigious universities from the UK to Australia and whose students have been launched into public school classrooms as teachers, serve as therapists in autistic clinics, who work in business, <coughs> who come alongside the poor and make some of the best hamburgers in Toronto through the Burgers Priest. This seminary with its over 800 students that makes it the largest graduate school of theology in Canada and whose multicultural nature makes it so profoundly unique in North America. This place called Tyndale, maybe it's just a sense of pride. Or maybe we just relax and acknowledge that this is not the first time that Tyndale has moved in its 121-year history. We've done it before. And in our history, buildings and campuses were always simply a means to an end, this end that, of transforming students, which has always been our focus. But if you followed anything about this journey, you would know that the tone that we should celebrate in this event tonight is simply the deep and abiding sense that we have been in a journey with God. It might appear a tad predictable. I mean, after all, we are a Christian university and a seminary. We may be predicting, predictable in just saying this, but this journey to Bayview has proven to be an incredibly stretching one for us. Certainly at times, we have forgotten that God was ahead of us, but in our deepest times of confusion and in our need for wisdom, we learned so much about what God was doing and what that meant. In fact, one of our board members on a constant basis keeps saying on our board, God is in this. God is in this. So I want to make a case for stones tonight, but first, there are so many people to thank, and it's important to do that, to just mention some of them. But any of those who have been a part of this process from the inception of this vision, from the Lily story that all of us have heard numerous times, to the purchase, to the work of Winston Ling, to the years of preparation, to these last three years of possessing the building and going through what proved to be one of the most daunting renovation projects our contractors and our architects tell us that they have ever been on. How can you not thank campus operations, all the extra work that they put in, to Randy Henderson, our COO, and all of the lost sleep that he has had over these last years. 
to the challenges of the Impact for Engagement campaign, all of those things, it, it continues to be an understanding on our part that this is a God thing, and it has always been that. So I want to make a case for stones tonight. In fact, I want to make a case for a stone that has been placed out in the front lawn at this entryway. It says it all. It has been placed there for one reason and one reason only, to remind us and to remind future generations that this has been a God thing all along. The stone will serve as a signpost, not simply to the past, but to remind us of the present and the future. On a consistent basis over the last few years, we have used the crossing over story of Joshua as the metaphor for understanding the journey that we were on. But now we're on the other side. And if you know the story of the migration of the people of Israel crossing over the Jordan was really only the beginning, much more was to follow. And so in the fourth chapter, for just a moment, God tells Joshua to pause and to build a stone altar that will stand as a touchstone of memory of what really has happened. God said to Joshua, in the future, when the descendants ask, what does this, these stones mean? Tell them this. Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the Jordan before you until you had crossed over. The Lord your God did to Jordan what he had done to the Red Sea. And when he dried it up before us until we crossed over, he did this so that all the people of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord is powerful and so that you might always fear the Lord your God. Our, sto our stone says something similar. Check it out when you leave. It says this. Like Joshua, who set up 12 stones to commemorate the deliverance of the people of Israel from the waters of the Jordan, we lay this stone for future generations as a sign that here, in this place, God was with us, shepherding us, speaking to us, and sustaining us. This rock is placed here and dedicated on September 25th 2015 as a touchstone of reminder. It's acknowledgement and a declaration of God's work in bringing Tyndale University College and Tyndale Seminary to this campus to God be the glory. The rock and this chapel calls us to remember that there is something extraordinary about being who we are. This place called Tyndale is really quite unique in its history and in its vision. It's a vision that has been transformed by geographical location, by student growth, by dramatic societal shifts, by theological diversity, and by financial challenges. You are sitting in a chapel and on a campus in which two rich histories have merged. One, a band of courageous and pioneering sisters of St. Joseph. Their educational and health and development mission had a piece of this building and even transforming this city. This place called Tyndale has had a long foundational history and tradition as well. 
It's framed around the rich diversity of evangelical Christian faith. It's built not simply on the purchase and the renovations of properties, but it's built on the vision that was begun in 1896 when a group of clergy and lay leaders met to discuss the need for a school that should train and form a generation for missions. St. Paul, the pastor of St. Paul's Bloor Street, of Knox Presbyterian Church, a Bloor Street Methodist, now Bloor Street United, and Walmer Road Baptist Church came with a hope and a vision that began as Toronto Bible College. And we carry this heritage and the roots of those beginnings, although we have a new name, another new name, and a university charter. This place called Tyndale is a place where the idea of intellectual, spiritual, emotional, and relational formation is taken seriously. A place where we challenge students to think, to stretch their abilities, to analyze critically and to reflect, not just on the topic that is on hand, but in the world in which we live. This Tyndale is a place that will call people to a life of character and foundational virtues. As I said in the commencement chapel, we will say to, to students, and we have said to students over generations, with Paul we cry out, sisters and brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. This place called Tyndale, where we're called to encourage them to realize that faith in God is not simply just a quaint idea, but it is a life-sustaining and altering need. Let me borrow from some of the thoughts I expressed at the commencement chapel this week. A Christian university and a missionally shaped seminary has at its roots the developing of the mind, the forming of the soul, and the nurturing of deep character. Our scholarship here is about teaching and forming our students to think critically about our world and not simply to point out what is wrong with it, but to enter into that world and to be a part of its transformation. It requires a faculty that are doing the same in their own lives. At Tyndale, we emphasize the developing of character and spiritual formation, not simply for personal development, but for the strong conviction that we are called to be salt and light in the worlds in which you will live and we will live in the future. A world that is desperate for the kind of character that is integrous, that is truthful, that is thoughtful, that is reflective, that is compassionate. This place called Tyndale, where we come with the commitment to the idea of the person of Jesus. This person of the cross, this person of the resurrection, who must be encountered. This place called Tyndale, where there are many books in the library that is below this chapter, this chapel, where there are many books, but a place in which one book is foundational and critical to everything that we do. 
This idea that we hold and beginning to explore even more clearly of biblical and theological literacy and competence through the whole curriculum is rooted in our history. It is a place with profound purpose because from our birth in 1896, we have held passionately and deeply to the idea that we have a purpose and we have a mission in this world. In other words, the core of Tyndale's history has held to the idea that it is not enough to believe that you hold the truth. One must act on it. So I want to make a case for stones tonight to remind us why we need a place like Tyndale in a strategic city like Toronto where the world has gathered to live. We need a thoughtful, diverse, evangelical presence in not just the people, but symbolically in the rooted and stone walls of this building and its surrounding green space that makes up this campus as a statement to the world that we as evangelicals are engaged in the culture and want to be people in civil society that change. I want to make a case for stones tonight for a touchstone that will forever remind us of all of these things that are part of our history. God encourages Joshua to build a memory for the Israelites to remind them. We have done the same with that stone. It will visibly remind us of God's presence and actions in the hard times, in the dry stages of life, and even in the high times when we feel so good about ourselves, and about what we're doing. And we're so heady about that. This stone altar will be a blast of reality and a note of hope from the past. We need this stone. A stone that will serve to remind us of what got us here in, in the first place. And what has got us through the 121 year history that we hold and we need this stone to sustain us as we point toward the future. I want to make a case for stones, and in particular this stone, to remind us of the God that brought us here. As we were beginning to move over here, I received a message from a dear friend of ours, She's an academic dean in another academic institution. And she wrote me. And most recently, she wrote this. My prayer for you at Tyndale is that you will be able to find a moment to pause and to breathe in the glory of what God has accomplished and still will accomplish. My prayer is this. A verse for you a word for the Lord, from the Lord, and for the people of Tyndale. Hear this. I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And she signs it. Be blessed. I want to make a case for stones. 
and the God who brought us here. Let's pray. You have brought us to this place for this time and into the future with a great call and a great sense of mission for an educational mission that we have carried for over 120 years. As we enter into this litany of dedication and our prayers, O oh God, we humbly bow before you in acknowledging that it was you who got us here. Amen.